This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Brian Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial boarding party dismantled the bridge. Eli directed Kotov's efforts, Atticus disabled the ship's guns, Valentine strategized against a possible chaos threat, and Morgan led Cora on a scouting mission deeper into the ship. Will they discover the secrets of an abandoned hospital ship, or the remnants of a chaos cult still at large? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the design log of the mercy for the pure. Simply put, after a long day of tending to the wounded of the Imperium, the last thing I want is to have to look them all in the eye on my way to my quarters and my Amersec. So yes, spiral, staircase, or get a different head surgeon. Morgan, Cora, and Toby, you are making your way down a small metal spiral staircase installed by a vain douche nozzle uh, into the <laughs> lower floor of uh, the Mercy for the Pure, a massive hospital ship, uh, long, long since abandoned, seemingly, although there is an odd power source somewhere aboard. Um, you are in search of what is sending off uh, the communication pings as uh, the next step in your search for... Uh, Kanehurst's lost ship in search, of course, for the uh, corpse of the uh, Psyker Devram Narl, who seemingly had visions similar to Valentine's, something that Valentine is very, very keen to investigate a bit further, seeing as till now that heresy has pretty much lived uh, in his head and his head alone. Uh, aside from that brief little foray into uh, Dear Sweet Departed uh, Alto. Um, <laughs> lyric? Lyric. Uh, you know, they just blur together in a weird red smear on the bottom of a ship. Um, so uh, <sighs> you make your way down. Um, Toby's going ahead. Uh, I'm going to want some stealth, I think, from y'all. Again, it's an abandoned ship. So, like, why would I need this? I don't know. But just for fun. For fun. Um, we're going to say difficulty of two it, you, this is for all two. of us tom no no just for oh, okay. morgan uh just for morgan on behalf of team okay, advanced party just for the people stealthily advancing i you're was still like not ripping, not y'all 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 morgan y'all yeah like yeah. a targeted y'all <laughs> you're still morgan, upstairs chain sorting God, walls no matter what you roll you fail a stealth check yeah. <laughs> that's so true all right morgal um <laughs> Which just sounds like a fucking King Arthur villain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Morgan, Cora, and uh, Toby. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you still check from you guys? Um, I'm going to say difficulty two because you didn't bring the rest of the party with you. 
Um, nice. Going down a metal spiral staircase, not the stealthiest thing uh, in the world, but you're the right people to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a boost, uh, two boosts, one for Toby and one for Cora. Um, so you really do have, you know, it's, it's like any small team that's built for this. Like you think about like the seals or even honestly just good hunters where it's like we're all aware of what we're doing. We're doing it lockstep. We each... Yep. If there is a problem, one of us can flag it to the other ones in a way that won't cause shenanigans. Yes. Um, darkness doesn't matter because robots. Um, <laughs> loud people are upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. loud people. <laughs> honestly, I don't really have many other modifiers that I would make a case for. Okay. Uh, I guess, honestly, you can take one more boost for the Auspics, I guess. Because um, I usually give those to Valentine, so I feel like I've got to share those around. Now that yeah, that yep, Toby has a built-in Auspex, so he is yeah. bird and machine. Nice. <laughs> um, Hawkspix? I don't know. I don't know. I'll work I'll workshop it. Um, okay. I'm not spending... We're one in... Th- uh, no, we're one in three, so yeah, I am actually going to spend one. Uh, Two and three. Oh, right. We have five. We have five. One for everybody. Interesting. Interesting. Um, honestly, I've had this at four in my notebook this whole time, so that's wild. What a weird ride. Um, okay, so um, yeah, I'm still going to spend one. Why not? Uh, oh, we did two. have four for a couple. Yeah. But oh, we no, had five for others. Weird. We have five now. We have five. <laughs> let's, let's. I want to know what happens so bad. Guys. <laughs> I don't. You gotta wait. <laughs> Tension. No, this is important. According to Appendix 2.1 of the revised Genesis Handbook, we now must have a quorum. Um, all right. So uh, that means we'll be uh, three and two in your favor after this roll. So we'll upgrade yeah. one of those difficulty dice. Otherwise, I think that's it. Um, Del, was there anything you want to make an argument for? No, because all of my sneaking gear, I think, A, can't use it amongst other people, and they would just nullify that. So I'm going to say I'm not going to take any of my special sneaky gear stuff on this because I'm babysitting. Uh, but I'm glad you flagged <laughs> that uh, because I am going to give you a setback because you have sneaky gear, but you can't use it, which sucks because you're used to being able... You're just a lone wolf who hunts I was gonna say, alone. Would your, would your stummer work, though, to cut sound from your team working with you? There's just two of you. Yeah. The stummer would work to cut sound, but it would only add one boost because you can still be seen. But even mm. if you can be seen, it still adds one boost to use that. Okay, so you have one more free boost, but I'm also going to give you a setback because you're not used to working in All teams. Right. We're doing it. We're going. We're going into the darkness. I'm going to push a button. Yes. Oh my. Oh baby, this is this is the glory team. <laughs> five five successes, two advantages, Holy one triumph. Shit. Fuck this room. God damn. Man, I shouldn't have even assigned difficulty to this. Good <laughs> god. Um Okay. This is, this is are we own these stairs now? <laughs> The Morgan Rawls <laughs> commemorative staircase. Um, okay, so yeah, very, very silently, um, you know, you make your way halfway down and then I think like just literally drop off the sides mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to the ground using the the uh, stummer as kind of cover, just realizing it's easier to drop into a crouch than it is to walk down these creaky ass metal stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, with the triumph, um, I feel like you get something cool. So... <laughs> 
do you want uh do you want a valuable piece of information about uh this area or do you want to be able to bring the rest of the team down to this part of the floor uh stealthily without them rolling uh <laughs> I would like to know if I can bring them down. Like, I want the information about this room. I'm not making decisions about what's going on. I just want to know what's here. Valentine can figure out the rest of the <laughs> chuckle sure. heads. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so as you, um, you, you, you both kind of drop down, and I think um, on this floor it is very much like um, those low red running lights, uh, whereas upstairs there's those sort of like calming blue, if we need to put emergency lights on, but still keep everyone relatively chill. Whereas down here is much more mm. the like, no, we just need as much light as possible from as little source. So it is uh, a lot of like harsh shadows, um, you know, Red running lights. Um, the uh, captain's quarters and the doctor's quarters, um, I think like we'll just say that between you and Toby, you're kind of getting all of this at a glance mm-hmm. uh, from your, your sweet, sweet triumph cash-in. Sure. Um, so the doors to both of those quarters have been like booted in violently off the hinges, and you can see that the rooms have been tossed. Down here is much uh, worse than than up top. Um, there is clear signs of conflict. Um, you can see like um, uh, bolter craters in walls. You can see slash marks. Um, there's dried blood, um, and uh, very clearly, like whatever tore through the ship, very clearly tore through uh, through this area. The two staff um, bunk areas, you can kind kind of see into them. Um, and oddly, um, they are a different, a much different story. There's still all the signs of damage on kind of the doors and door frames. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your quick glance, uh, inside, you can actually see, um, there are deactivated work lights, um, that have been hung kind of in that classic, like when you're doing like an excavation or something, or, you're, or like you're in a basement where it's like there's hooks in the ceiling, work lights are hung with like essentially extension cables, down um and the rooms are uh, the staff bunks um have been ripped out uh and replaced with uh, what almost looks like how you would load a pistol clips worth of um cylindrical pods so they're just like stacked up um in both rooms um sort of haphazardly um and uh again there's no light in either room um but they definitely look like they have been uh, disturbed more recently than the uh, captain's quarters or the surgeon's quarters. So that's the information you get from the space. Okay, and the, those pods, do they look like people-sized or smaller than that? Uh, yes, they are like big, like uh, you can think of them almost as like a tanning bed-sized um, mm-hmm. cylinder. All right. Well, and we don't see any other movement or anything else that we can signs of life down here. Um, No, up ahead. uh, So the engine room lays beyond this, but it's not like it's just one massive open thing. Um, There's uh, sort of one of those massive um, doorways, like 
that can be sealed if there was, say, an engine fire or explosion or anything else. So kind of like big blast doors that are closed, um, mm-hmm. as well as two smaller sort of humanoid-sized doors on either side. So very much a, if you need to come and go, like in an ideal situation, those blast doors are open and those small doors are open. But if we need to close the blast doors and come and go without like cranking open the big fucking thing every time, um, there is a, a smaller way in and out. Okay. All right. I think she would. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I got one more thing for you. Oh, okay. Um, Take it. Take any, it. Uh, which just comes from the triumph. Otherwise, it would have been a detail that <laughs> I don't think any of you would have got. Um, as you go to look back up the the, the metal uh, stairwell, um, uh, your eye kind of catches on um, on a, a glimmer. Um, and uh, you can see that amidst the, uh, the sort of like chaos and havoc uh, of the captain's quarters, um, there does seem to be slightly more recent blood. Not like it was spilt today, but not crusted to a powder like what Cora found. She indicates mm-hmm. that and is like, that's different than what I saw. Um, <laughs> so there you go. There's your, there's your triumph. Um, but she just kind of whispers it in your ear because it's the kind of thing she would notice too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted. No, not at all. No, I think she that. would be hunkered down with Cora so she can see the rest of the room and see those double doors and she would keep her eyes on that and stay hunkered down and send Toby back up. And over the the ear beads, what are they called? <laughs> the, they're box beads usually box, is what they yeah. go with. So over the box beads, she would call back to Valentine and there is no movement or any people down here, but it looks like more recent things have tread here. There are pods, further doors, still no sign of combatants, but we should be careful. Excellent. Before we come down, would you like to advance one room forward so we could perhaps leapfrog it rather than having you clear a room, fill it full of loud things and then try to advance again, which feels like it would be, let's just say, disadvantageous for your stealth and survival. (laughs) Yes, this makes sense. You're right. All right. I will move forward with Cora. And then Toby comes back down. (laughs) 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 All right. So... Let's go uh, again with the stealth. Always with the stealth. Always um, with the stealth things. So uh, this time um, we're going to set the difficulty to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a harder advance because you have to open some creaky fucking doors. Yes, for sure. Um, you had a bunch of advantage on your previous roll, yeah? Yes, I had two. Two, great. Uh, so we'll take a boost forward for that. Um, I'm also going to give you a boost for having a, a controlled space um, because you guys pretty much own this room right now, as far as you know, mm-hmm. um, which makes stealthing a little <laughs> as bit As far as you, you know. I know. That's, I'm living here. This is where <laughs> I believe it. God damn it, Tom. Those pods upset me. <sighs> Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, your resident producer with Dum Dums and Dice, and I also 
voice characters that you've heard in IGM Season 2, and I am here to invite you to help support us producing this show and all of our other shows through our Patreon for Dum Dums and Dice. You can go to patreon.com slash dice and support us today, and it makes a world of difference. Plus, if you join, you get exciting things. We have a fan-exclusive Discord. We do weekly tableside video chats. You get advanced access to episodes and the videos before the rest of the public do. You can submit names for places, people, and things that pop up in the shows. You can create your own NPCs that interact with our parties on an ongoing basis. You can get special thank yous. Heck, if you if you want, we can even do one-shot adventures with you or start up a series with you. Just patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Please support us today. It will save us from a grim, dark future so we can keep making a show for you in a grim, dark future. Now, here's an interesting question. Would the stummer affect a creaky door? Or is it just footsteps? Is it like a field it's, around It's you? a field of sound dampening, yes. Okay, then so I would actually argue be. that that does affect the, the door. So the difficulty is still the difficulty, but I won't yep. give you a disadvantage for that. Okay. Um, you get your boost for Cora. I don't think you get a boost for Toby in this situation because he can't actually get ahead. It's more ahead. about the door situation. It's just yeah. where you are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that we're was... Sit- we're how many boosts? To, you said three, because one for Cora, one for the stummer, one for our ownage of this room, supposedly. Sure. Um, okay. Yes, that's that's currently what we're we're sitting at. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Be not afraid, Laura. <laughs> I go into the dark before you. I go first. <laughs> um, okay, and that was three difficulty. Do you want to add anything else? No, I'm going to sit at that and give us a three and two on the, uh, the story point pool in your favor, surprisingly. Okay, well, I'm going to just tread on forward. Cora's done good for me so far. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Five successes, okay. four advantages, one triumph. <laughs> It's the good laugh, not the we're so fucked laugh. Good, good. They are the same reactions. Yeah, Yeah, Del, your reactions to success and tremendous (laughs) failure are literally identical. It is impossible to tell. I know. It's just a a laugh of despair is strong Uh, with you. (laughs) For those of you listening at home, you may not be aware, but uh, we have exactly one set of Genesis dice that we bought before they stopped selling them uh, that lives at my house. So everyone else is using a, a dice rolling website, which is honestly great for just like calculating the results. If you're playing Genesis, cannot recommend this highly enough. <laughs> yep. um, apparently, Dale is using like only triumphs.net, um, <laughs> which is like maybe we should all shift website. over because holy yeah. shit. I uh, mean, it makes up for the shit rolls like <laughs> you're back wild. on <laughs> Marty's <got> song. My, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a feast of fame. two yellow situation. dice and they're... It's honestly, if we're being real, York. this is 100% Toby's doing. Because if I roll by myself, I do shit. Toby rolls. He's amazing. I don't know. Toby is magic. Just a power just, gamer stacked his yeah. stats. Um, yeah. Cool. So, um, <laughs> fucking sure. Uh, Morgan <laughs> improbably, like, spins a creaky ass wheel on a creaky ass giant metal, you know, deep in the body of a ship door. Um, and again, this is a very like vertically large room. Like you're entering like a, a big, big, big space. Um, you open the small door 
um, you peek through, um, and immediately, um, like as the door opens, it hisses a little bit. Not mm. so much that you know you're sucked forward or anything, but um, you know your ears kind of uh, pop a little bit, and you can feel a bit of a pressure change. Uh, the, the there's still pressure and atmosphere in this uh, in the engine room space, but it, there's not as much. Um, which is uh, pretty obvious uh, as to why when you look inside, uh, because the supply wing, um, like the big supply warehouse is that should be off of the east side, is just fucking gone. Um, in its stead, uh, there is a large, complicated patchwork of, um, you can see stretchers and bunks, as well as like large plates of metal and other things. Uh, that have been uh, crudely welded into a patchwork <laughs> seal. Um, that's clearly not fully sealed, but is is doing enough. Um, it uh, it honestly looks kind of orky from here in terms of just how slapdash and kind mm-hmm. of like roughshod it is. It's really a what shit can fit where kind of weld job, which makes sense because it is a like uh, you're in a basically like a, a hanger sized space um which uh is appropriate because dead center in this hanger sized space uh where the sort of massive generator is is built into uh the ceiling uh is a ship um it has uh it's basically like the the uh torso or fuselage of a ship um, has uh, with you know a lot of the extra bits like basically if you imagine like Serenity or the Razor Crest from um, uh, Mandalorian, but if you like shredded everything that was on the sides off of it, mm. um, and uh, it is plugged into um, the generator systems with big he- heavy thick cables, um, it's got almost a bit of a. Um, like it's it's not hanging, but it, it almost looks like it could. There's just like wires and everything. It's very um, like all the tech in, in in like the real world of the Matrix, where everything is just like cables and bad angles. Um, and uh, they're plugged into uh, all manner of this ship, which is like not parked so much as like skidded and kind of awkwardly wedged uh, into the space. Beyond it, um, you can see the uh the the sort of twinned door um, wall situation to the ones you just came through. So there's mm-hmm. another big double set of doors at the far end. Um, the drugs and such depot is still attached, um, but uh, supplies... Uh, oh, man, I put drugs and such, and I didn't put supplies and things. Fucking rookie error, <laughs> McGee. There we go. I updated my map appropriately. Um, <laughs> the ship uh, is... Um, Obviously, kind of the, the most uh, visually alarming thing, uh, particularly because you recognize it as Kanehurst's ship. <gasps> oh, shit. Uh, oh, man. Well, Margaret would instantly hunker down again and radio back to valentine which might be i don't know how far that even reaches or if she'd have to send the bird back to even well i think you him. mentioned sending toby back so i kind of imagine toby is operating as like the the, the midpoint beacon. yeah yeah so she would have to send toby a little bit back through and then patch into valentine and we found the room with the generator but it is a ship here instead a ship i recognize it looks beat up but it seems that Kanehurst's ship is plugged in 
and is generating some power for this dead station. Interesting and excellent. Are you seeing any enemy forces or other life signals present? Is there anything we can make out I'm, uh, in the room besides the ship that's being there? Uh, you're getting a lot of electrical interference, largely because of the fact that this is the equivalent of a stripped cable. Um, mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's just, you know, if you were to look at a handheld Auspex, it'd be doing like the crackly yep. static screen bit. Mm -hmm. um, that said, there isn't, the, like you don't see anyone in here there is movement though from occasional like cascades of sparks blasting right. off the side of this thing um there are uh like lights mm -hmm. on on the ship um like there there's the sort of the exterior running lights are are on and you can see kind of d a dim glow coming off the viewports and, and that sort of thing um and this uh, to be clear the ship is uh fairly size equivalent to uh the marnie's song um mm -hmm. just like not as nice because it's not owned you know it wasn't owned by an incredibly rich aristocrat <laughs> um so it's big um it's a big big ship to be kind of wedged in there but um yeah so there is movement it's frustrating because it's visually distracting but you're not like seeing cultists walking around yeah I don't have any visual confirmation on any combatants or anything of interest, but there is so much electrical interference. I cannot tell what is on this ship or use any instruments. Maintain observation. Hold your position and we'll be there soon. Yes, Inquisitor. And then Toby's like, pew, comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just squat down with Cora. All right, continue what you're doing. And Cora just like nods and, you know, is very much in covering your back mode. Yep. I think like, you know, pulls the door shut and just mm -hmm. kind of like is there with a gun in case anything comes through. But there's no real sense in leaving that door open to the massive space. Yes. So, so are you guys in the massive space still watching or you're I just want to make sure my brain has got it. I was thinking that they would, they would be like right inside the doorway. Oh, okay. So right. I think well, then she they, they want to the keep visuals on it. They're just hunkered down. Yeah. So sorry, you're you're hunkered down on the staff quarters side or in the engine room side. I think that they're in the engine room side, but pr probably right up against that wall, so they can double back quickly. But sure. want to stay in. That Admittedly, room. there's also like a bunch of stuff you could take cover behind. In That's here. what like I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, it's some a big, big metal whatever. Room, so yeah. <laughs> right. So in that cover. case, Cora will still. Like... Yeah, exactly. Chest high walls for <laughs> yeah. all. Um, so Cora will still like creak the door shut mm -hmm. a crack. Like she'll leave it open, but she's not going to leave it like, you know, yes, wide open to the space. And then, yeah, if you're on sniper, then she's just, mm -hmm. you know, beside you with, with a, a sidearm ready to just shoot anything that gets totally. And we're just going to, we're watching it like, like a Toby Hawk. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, gotta have that 900 vision, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> um cool okay great so the rest of you um make your way down into the uh the staff um quarters section i'm not gonna make you roll because um uh morgan and uh cora already 
um, sort of scouted the area. Yeah. Um, I know you're being super cautious, so it's not to say that this is an entirely safe space. It is to say that you, having heard everything you've heard, would move down as quietly as possible. And given what you've what they reported back, that seems reasonable too at the time. Uh, Valentine, Eli, and Atticus, is there anything you want to do or prepare to do before you come down, or are you just kind of making your way down? Atticus would just be coming straight down once he gets the order that we're moving down. He'd want to be shielded up and ready to ready to greet what's uh, what's down there. Yeah, Valentine would be following with Kotov in the middle, and then we'd have Eli in the back is another yeah. heavy to kind of come through. Down yeah. we go. It appears our quarry is at hand, but don't let your excitement get the best of you. Things can still go, I'm not going to say badly, I'm going to say interestingly and in the Emperor's interests. Roy, Roy. Move out. Um, Atticus, how much, how much are you buying this uh, kind of like the upbeat with everything you've seen recently, how much are you still buying the like, hooray, this is the Emperor's will and it's great and happy or how much of it is just like, I follow Valentine? Uh, a lot of it is I follow Valentine, which <laughs> also means um, if this is Valentine's philosophy towards handling this kind of stuff, you know, it's it's got to be effective. Um, that doesn't mean Atticus can just automatically adopt it as a philosophy like without stumbling along the way but in terms of inquisitor inquisitors to look up to he's got valentine so <laughs> he's he's taking care of him and and you know we've talked about it a bunch of times at this point but atticus respects someone who's good at their job and 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 is reliable in the in the trench beside you so he's got to rely on valentine for these kinds of things that he knows nothing about hmm. cool um so the three of you make your way down um into the space you see exactly what uh morgan described uh you can see the door open a crack uh up ahead again big 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 space um is there anything you would want to investigate in this room 100%. Valentine would want Kotov to look at those pods because if they are lined with explosives or some kind of trap, he refuses to lose today's fucking evidence to some kind of bullshit chaos setup. <laughs> yeah, and Eli would want to be close by with his chain axe ready to destroy whatever or whoever. I, I think Atticus would want to move up to those engine room doors to get up to where Morgan is and provide protection to our softer um, t targets. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So let's start with examining the pods. Um, this is Valentine, your order. So we're going to use your stats. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a, again, we're using your stats and Gideon's stats together. So, um, I'm going to call this a tech use. What's your intellect? Uh, my intellect is two. Would this be forbidden lore? Or would this be tech use? It would depend on what the pods actually are. Let's give me tech use. Cool. Um, so I have two green. You got two green. Um, and 
Kotov has five, so that'll be two yellow, three green. Okay. Um, you get a boost for um, Eli, essentially yeah. helping. Um, you know, covering is that the back. carried over boost? Oh no, it isn't. Uh, so you get an additional one. Um, mm -hmm. But no, they th this boost is literally just from like it's easier to do tense work when you don't have to watch your back. Yep, that um, makes sense. Or your front, for that matter. It's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing about a chain axe. You know, you swing it out of the direction. It's good. Um, <laughs> so you've got that. Um, you get one for Kotov's gear. Okay. And I think that's probably it, unless you want to make a case for anything else. I mean, I I don't want to make a case for it, but what's my difficulty? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you get that too. Um, it is a difficulty of two. Two, okay. Well, then let's see what happens. Five successes, two advantage. Okay, great. Uh, so we'll pass one free boost along to the next next roll. It's not assigned to anyone. It's just a, a free boost. Um so um, Kotov uh, kind of like goes in and examines them and um, a, a look of kind of like surprise crosses his his face, um, which is like weird thing to see because there's just not that much face left. So, <laughs> you know, what, what face there is uh, kind of takes a, a look of surprise. His goggles, unfortunately, do not spring out because that like it would have been a perfect moment, <laughs> but life just ain't like that, you know? Um, and... Uh, he um, he says, uh, in, "Inquisitor, you were uh, you were wondering if these are uh, chaos tech, right? Yeah, something corrupt or perhaps explosive. Yeah, well, they're 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 not uh, explosive unless they were, you know, powered up and pressurized, and a, a bunch of things went wrong. But they're not powered up and they're not pressurized, so I don't think we need to worry about that. At least not anymore. Um, but no, these aren't uh, these aren't explosive." And he reaches forward and he grabs grabs one with his like extra arms and just kind of like edges it up a little bit. Like he doesn't like drag it off because that would make a tremendous amount of noise. Um, but he edges it up and then kind of turns it over. Um, and you can see a, a glass panel along the side um, with kind of a, uh, a a loose bedding inside it. And he's like, these are, uh, I mean, these are these are pretty cheap uh, cryopods. Uh, these are for you know. Um, you know, I use a version of these on my tomb ships, but a much, uh, much better one, uh, frankly, than this. This is this is off the shelf nonsense. You know, you, you can buy these things in bulk, but uh, no, these are these are for. Uh, I mean, they look like what you could store patients in if if you needed to get them to a better medical facility than this old wreck, but um, they're too new. Interesting. So we could perhaps use these for, shall we say, our ongoing experiments. Oh, 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 oh yes. Abs I mean, we'd be slumming it, but yeah, you could. Excellent. The Emperor provides on an ongoing basis for this mission and everything else. Now we just have to be sure to collect the information we need and survive, and then we will lay claim to these. Yeah. Um, other thing uh, for you. <laughs> um, so you can see that these are all wired together and it literally like you know at the top of like a bundle of dynamite where there's just like a bunch of leads that have been tied mm -hmm. it's almost that kind of cabling so he's like all of these um are rigged into and like he shows it there's nothing like you know spectacularly strange about this it's just they've been like 
similar to a lot of things you've seen wired into the floor somewhere and seemingly drawing power off the same thing. Like these aren't powered up, but they were at some point. Um, and it looks like someone uh, jury rigged them. Uh, this is, I, I gotta tell you, uh, I mean, as a professional, this, this whole situation is, is, is a mess. This is, this is, they're just stacked on top of each other. You can't see what's inside. Like it, this is a mess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, whoever brought these things here had them had them powered up at some point because uh, otherwise you wouldn't need all the cables. You could just bring them in. How many pods are here, Tom? Um, like a lot, a metric fuck lot, if you will. Um, oh. But it is uh, it is like as I said, it's like an ammunition like an ammunition clip style thing. Like these are or like logs. It's like stacked like logs. Yep. There's stack, uh, stack, I'd stack. say ah. let's say about four four tall, um, but it's a big. It's a big room. Like this is where the bunks for all of the staff on the ship used to be. Yep, he would just activate his vox and say the potential number of threats on the ship. I can inform you are uh, one might say um, emperor blessedly high. You know, so he may have sent a small army against us, and they could have been woken up rather recently. So we'll find out. But keep an eye out for bogies. We'll be with you in a moment, and then we'll all advance together. And Kota, and- you rolled really high, Ryan, right? Uh, five successes, yeah. Yeah, all right. Sorry, go ahead, Tyler, and I'll, and I'll throw in my bit. Just uh, Atticus trying to adopt this. Everything that's bad is actually good. Yeah. Uh, and a blessing from the Emperor. Uh, Atticus just says, uh, uh, good. Right. W- wonderful. I like that. <laughs> you Eli pro- gives him like a sidelong what the fuck glance, but. Atticus, you are progressing so wonderfully. I just have to say, I'm tremendously proud of you. Oh, good. I do like that. (laughs) Excellent. We'll accept victory where we can and uh, continue forward. So let's advance, honestly, at this point. I'm excited to see what we uncover. Kotov runs a like an organic finger along the inside of like he kind of like cracks one of these pods and runs a finger along the inside. It does that like finger rubbing thing, and he says, um, uh, "Yeah, boss, uh, these these haven't been on recently for what that's worth. So hopefully, whatever was in them is uh, long dead." The emperor blesses us with good news, everyone. Hopefully, most of the army is dead. Uh, but let's continue forwards because chaos. Uh, Atticus is at that door he's ready to go ready to move forward Valentine had lined up on it Kotov's there in the weird combination of secret service if I have to shoot this guy I will shoot him where you protect and murder threat at all times Uh, Eli's got his uh, chain axe uh, ready in in like one hand his combat shotgun another ready to like stow one away and keep the other that he needs like make a quick decision um eli (sighs) would you be up where 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 are you in the combat action because i feel like there's an interesting thing happening here which is like atticus and valentine work together a lot so they kind of have the same shorthand that you and morgan have but also you do breaching actions where 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 do you imagine you are Are you kind of like bringing up the rear are you covering the rest of the scene, are you up front where, where uh, you with uh, having her like obviously heard everything that was said regarding the pods and knowing that Cora and Morgan all are already 
up front, Eli would take a rear position. Okay, great. Um, alrighty. So, uh, Morgan, uh, you, Cora, and Toby are in the engine room. Everyone mm-hmm. is backed up behind you. Um, I guess, Valentine, you're technically in charge of this situation. Uh, what do what does the party do? He would throw to Morgan and just say, we're ready to enter, if you believe that would be wise. At this point, we'll have to move very quickly once this starts. All right, Inquisitor, as you say. And I guess a question, knowing the ship, would Morgan know a way to get onto the ship that is not just like, I'm going on the door or something, you know? <laughs> is there, is there a, a sneaky way for me to get onto hmm. the ship? You know, normally I would say no, but you did spend a full arc in the vents of a ship and you did describe your first action upon being on board a ship to just like, you know, like rat tunnel your way around it mm-hmm. and figure out the innards. Um, I feel like this ship has graffiti that Morgan has left in, oh, in the secret bowels of it. In yeah. Places. And like, I was gonna, I, I was, I had a brief moment of like, ah, but it's in space the whole time, but it isn't. It was docked on last gleaming a bunch. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's very safe to say, you know, way in. I don't know if you can bring everyone with you. No. Like, and you, and I think, get in. I think she would turn to Cora and say, wait here and be good backup. And then <laughs> pull her hood over and go like, do the, Camellio line disappear and then go up to this ship and try to sneaky, sneaky stealth into the sneakiest way in. All right, look, I'm not (laughs) saying for all the marbles, but for perhaps a significant amount of marbles. uh, Let's roll our rule of three stealth check. Finish out this bit. I'm scared. And see what happens. So um, I'm going to say this one is a difficulty of four. You have to cross a fairly large space mm-hmm. to get to the ship. Um, and then you have to get up <laughs> up it and then into it. But it's just an empty space. <laughs> it's just an empty space. No. It's just an <laughs> no. empty space. There's don't monsters in this empty space. It's all good. I know, um, like, listeners can't see me, but I'm, like, really <laughs> starting to lose my shit and getting really stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am squirming. Full body cringing, yeah. 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 Um, so, difficulty of four, um, I'm going to give you a point of disadvantage for your chameleon line cloak only because the lighting keeps shifting around you when okay. sparks blast off of That's various things. Like a set, which a setback? You setback, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to D&D brain. D&D. <laughs> Roll a wisdom save. Yes. We'll save. I don't even remember anymore. It's one of those fuckers. <laughs> you accidentally got it right now. <laughs> well, only on this show. I gotta get yeah. already one. Um, so you, yeah, so disadvantage for that only because it takes a second for your, your camouflage to adjust to that. Like right. the, this kind of octoline camo isn't great for like bright flashes at random yes. intervals. Um, you get a bonus for Toby. Yep. You get whatever your stock standard bonuses for your your magical like Sam Fisher. <laughs> yeah, all of my solid snake snakes. Octocam yeah. shit is. Yep. Okay, I took those. Uh, you get one for Cora because again you've got someone covering you. Um, <laughs> Cora's so useful. And I'm going to give you a, a further boost for knowing exactly where you're going. 
Okay. It's basically if you're doing like a stealth like sprint to a place, it's different mm-hmm. if you get there and then you have to figure out where to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here it's literally like I'm gonna run straight across there, I'm gonna climb up this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. There's the 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 loose vent, I assume. Um you know, that you've got the code too that you can, you can get in through. Yeah. Um, I am going to spend a story point. Okay. Bringing us to two and three. Um, I'm also, I think, going to just drop us back down to four. It's just easier for my brain. So we're at two and two. Cool. Um, thus ending the saga, the, the <laughs> Norse saga of uh, how many fucking dice we had. Um, Del, was there anything else I should be aware of that you should have? I just took, yeah, I just took all my sneaking gear stuff. Oh, uh, you get one more from the amount of advantage we got off of Kotov. That's just a free boost moving forward. Yeah, I'm marking that one. Oh, that free boost. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a lot of boost. (laughs) So we're just we're going in. Let's see what happens. All right, you ready? Ready for me to roll? Mm Mm-hmm. Five successes, five advantages. This has been the five success Holy episode. Shit, it's just the sneaky stuff. <laughs> and I'm Brought thankful to you by for the it. number five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they, oh yeah, it's, it's all stealth shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, um, Dell, describe what this uh, what this process of getting over there looks like. <laughs> Obviously, you're successful in reaching uh, reaching the entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like paint us a picture of what this this visually mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I think visually it's probably not very exciting <laughs> on the outside, you know, because it's probably just like a, co- a few taps of feet and then it's completely silent as she moves away. And then you probably see just the sparks reacting off of looks like a jittery digital noise. Hmm. But what she would be doing is probably jumping uh onto the ship where there's like handholds and going mm-hmm. all the way up to the top to where she knows that there's a a, a hatch opening rather than going to the door yes. and then dropping in. So it would be just, you see part of the hatch open on the top of it and that's all you get from vantage point. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is probably like a, um, I don't know, like a sensor or like a vent hatch right. that just like has to open during like only during re-entry and like going into into orbit mm-hmm. and so it's just the kind of thing where it opens you know how to open it and then there's a way around the like actual heat vent where you can basically drop into a, a, a like a, a between space um mm-hmm. and uncomfortably mm-hmm. kind of like modern times your way through some gears and shit <laughs> until you can get into the proper kind of guts of, mm-hmm. of the ship mm-hmm. Yeah, probably um, like lots of grates that she's just pressed down against and and moves through that way. But this is this is like the back of her. She spent so many years just <laughs> screwing around on this ship because she didn't get taken on a lot of missions. But man, she spied on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a little yeah. Like there's a weird nostalgia for you that that mm-hmm. seems to only exist when you're you're between the walls of a ship like this. Yes. Um, so you you slip in, in into the side, drop down into it, and um, sure enough, like the the generate like the, the the engine is powering um, the the minimal systems uh, outside, but that also means that a bunch of systems in here are on. So mm-hmm. you're getting kind of flickering light because a lot of power is being kind of drained out of this. Um, so it really is like a a half lit version of, of the ship. Now you've mm-hmm. been through the ship in darkness and in light. So this isn't particularly disturbing uh, to you, 
but um, it is visually very upsetting and stressful, but I'm sure fine. Um, so uh, you find yourself uh, within uh, the Dream of Flight, uh, Kane Hurst's uh, personal ship. Um, again, not as not as fancy as um, uh, Billingberg's, but in a lot of ways that kind of makes this easier because people weren't over designing it. It means there's mm. a lot more like if this fits, we'll just bolt it in here. Okay, we're done. Um, so visually we can think of if Billingberg's is like the Apple store, like, you know, minority report, Star Trek, everything is very slick. Um, this feels a lot more uh, like what a small Warhammer vessel kind of would. It's a lot more exposed girders and beams and, um, he's put in touches of the wood paneling uh, that you remember uh, hmm. from the, uh, uh, the the claw and wing. Um, but it's here it is very much more like if that's a full-on pub, this is like I wanted to dress my office up a little bit. So there's that, you know, the, um, the carpeting is like that weird billiard green <laughs> material. It's just that sort of thing. There's just a little hints of that. There's like wrought iron lanterns and shit that are like um, electrical, but are there for show. Little little, little, little steampunky vibe uh, mm-hmm. going on uh, in here, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a homecoming of a sort, um, and not a great one for you because uh, you never loved this this ship, but you you certainly know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in the walls of the Dream of Flight. What do you do? Kind of looking around for any bogeys any people but trying to slowly make her way back to the main door to open it mm-hmm. from the inside for everybody else sure um so you're not uh picking up any life signs mm-hmm. uh, within the ship um you do see again that somewhat more fresh blood um just kind of in in small amounts uh the occasional little spray here and there uh on the walls um but it is eerily silent, aside from the the sort of constant thrum of of energy being being drawn uh, from the ship. Um, that said, uh, the auspex uh, does start to kind of like crackle through your your uh, connection to to Toby as you, mm-hmm. you reach the um, the sort of like door, um, and uh, you actually find that the door is down, uh, so like the hatch door at the back is with the ramp uh is down but the servos are broken um so it looks like it was forced uh and as the auspex sort of crackles to life um with proximity you can hear very very clearly coming from this ship the repeating ping of help me help me help me help me help me which is interrupted by a heavy metallic creak as beyond the north wall, the massive doors begin to open, and you hear a sickening click of claws. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. 
This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Are they imperator and death to all the heretics? Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Alan, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards, Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to say traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power, and the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascal Gar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are. <laughs>